Hey team, and welcome to the podcast where we send you into an introspective spiral. Just kidding, but not really. Look, let's get real for a minute. In this podcast, we'll be calling ourselves, each other, and society out on its bullshit and challenging you to get up close and personal with the barriers you have put up for yourself. Along the way, we'll be having some confronting conversations and give you the tools to change your own life. Because you know what? Empowered people empower others. So let's start this quarter all together. So what the fuck is stopping you? Hello and welcome to episode 15 of What The Fuck Is Stopping You. Today we're going to be talking about living life in the slow lane or the slow movement. So as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host Kathleen. How was your week today, Kathleen? Uh, my week's been good thus far. have managed not to get COVID. I am aware that we are pre-recording this episode. Mm. Um, so if I have it by then, that's okay. Let's remove the stigma around it and stop ostracizing people that do test positive. Yeah, good point. Lovely mm. And point. shout out to our um, lab technicians that have been working very hard to um, process all the PCR tests. Yeah, there's a lot of people working a lot of hours at the moment. Mm. Um, for myself, not the vast, but <laughs> had a good week. Um, I would also just like to acknowledge, again, we're recording ahead of time this week, but what is going on in Ukraine at the moment? Mm. I think it's just, you know, we're about to talk about a really nice, airy yeah. topic, and I just am very aware that the world is not nice and airy at the moment. So mm. just acknowledging that because we do have listeners from Ukraine, mm. and I feel that we should let them know that we're thinking of them. Absolutely. I'm quite excited for this episode. It's quite fitting. We're sitting in our PJs-ish, having a coffee. On we're holiday. On holiday. Um, and we're just going to talk about living life in the slow lane with our friend who has been living life in the slow lane for a couple of years now. Welcome, Laura. Thanks so much for having me. Finally made it onto the potty. We talk about you enough in it. We figured it's time <laughs> you jumped on, hey? True that. Right. Well, do you want to just give us a little brief into what your life has kind of been, Lou? Um, and like, you know, obviously you've moved down to Papamon, to the Mount, but um, what kind of ignited that decision? What was the catalyst for change? Oh, yeah, well, good question. So I guess that uh, my husband and I were living in Auckland and we were having this like huge um, busy lifestyle. Mm. Um, we were doing things every night you know, multiple things, um, events and things like that in one night. And we just realized that we weren't even seeing each other properly. Mm -hmm. We weren't spending time together. We were focusing on work a crazy amount and study at that time as well. And we just realized that although we love events, we love seeing our people and doing things that we actually weren't focusing on what we want to focus on, which was our building our future and building our family. So we decided to um, make a move mm. and we've never looked back. We moved um, into the Mount um, and then to Papamoa and that's been the best thing that we've ever done. What sort of like things would you be doing on a weekly basis? Like, Because I know that you still do things now, but mm. you know, was it like every weeknight you'd have a commitment or something? Yeah, definitely. We were, we had commitments every night, things, just things like dinners, things like, um, work events catching up with people and you know when you're catching up with with someone at five and then someone else at seven mm. and you're rushing all the way across Auckland for those mm. things like my whanau was in Whangaparoa and then uh, our life was in central Auckland yeah 
and we were just going back and forth all the time and you know sitting in the car for two to three hours a day each and you know that adds up and takes a toll on your mental well-being mental health that's um quite a big thing to realize isn't it that like your lifestyle actually isn't serving you what was kind of um like how did you decide actually what you wanted out of life like how did you and Tim decide that this is not what you wanted I think both of us value family over anything and we realized over time that we weren't we weren't preparing our ourselves for our future and we weren't um doing the things that we actually really wanted to be Mm. focusing our time on um things like being out in nature things like um looking at at building a home and things like um, spending time with our loved ones that we really really value um we love our people we love our friends but we wanted to focus on the people that we really truly know are our are our family mm-hmm. um and i guess when we moved we we decided that we needed to make a conscious effort to do that um and we also knew that our relationship needed some nurturing as well and we knew that we needed to leave our busy hectic lifestyle to actually do that mm-hmm. um you know we were good we were in love but we wanted something different for our futures and we had to, um, you know, we, we weren't able to achieve that while we were living in a flat in Auckland. Mm. Um, so we, yeah, so we made that move and went from there. Yeah, because I uh, was going to ask you if you think that you could have still achieved this in yeah. Auckland because I live in Auckland, <laughs> big surprise. But when I first moved into Auckland City, I remember loving how energetic and how everything was on the go 24 seven because I lived in a hall and it was just madness. Like I feel like there was something every second day that was taking my attention. But as I've gotten older and now I don't live in the halls, obviously, uh, I hate that. Like I feel like rushed on a day-to-day mm. basis that I have to get from work to netball to whatever, you know? Mm. And I love doing those things, but I do feel very rushed. So do you think this is a side effect of living in a big city? Like can you still achieve what you've achieved in Auckland City? <laughs> I think I think you can if you made such a conscious effort. But for me personally, I couldn't have. Mm. I think that I, um, I needed to leave... A situation to find another situation mm. and I couldn't have done it in Auckland I think the hustle culture in Auckland is um, it works really well for some people who are um, focusing on their career or focusing on um, building a social circle maybe but for me um, I already I already had what I needed in terms of that and in my career and in my social life um, and I think that I personally couldn't have done it in Auckland purely because that hustle culture is real. You know, if anybody asks you, how are you? What have you been up to? It's, oh yeah, so good. I'm busy. I've just, you know, been nonstop. And for me now, that's my, like, I don't want to do that at all. I want to be the slowest, calmest, most chill possible. Mm. You know, I want to have the most relaxed life that I can possibly have. And I know that that is what uh, makes me a better person mm. and can let me give time to the people that I care about um, if I'm if I'm not and if I am in that hustle mode because every life has that time where you can't be chill you have to be busy and you have to be doing things and you have to you know you kind of have an action-packed time and I feel myself now in that moment um, 
being busy and not being able to give that attention and patience to people that I want to. So, and that often happens when I drive back into Auckland for events and things like that. And I start to, um, like regress in my thinking and get back into that hustle culture straight Mm. away. So for me, leaving Auckland was an absolute catalyst for slow living. Cool. I love that. I like that you also have acknowledged like that's the right, that was the right decision for you, which is really important that you can like make that that call. Was, was it hard for people to accept this change in your perspective of life because I can imagine in our friends group a lot of us live quite fast-paced lives and this is you going against our not values but like a lot of the way that we live our lives was it hard to be the one that was like actually this doesn't work for me anymore I don't know I mean we have such a supportive friends group and we're so blessed to have that and I'm not sure I don't know you guys could probably tell me if that was hard for you (laughs) but I was jealous (laughs) it wasn't hard for me but I was I remember being like fuck I wish I could do that I guess like you know we did make our sacrifices to do that and you know we did leave our family and our friends to do that so you know that also slows down your life when you've got no mates (laughs) but in terms of um in terms of, of other people's thoughts on it, I guess that for us it's more about, um, you know, a lot of people would think that slow living is just lazy and it's just doing nothing with your days. And for, for us, um, for my husband and I, I guess it, it's not. It's about choosing the things that you want to do, mm. showing patience and everything and giving the time to certain things. It's not being busy all the time Mm. um but it is you know still choosing the things that you want to do we have busy weekends but it's busy weekends doing things like spending hours at the beach or reading and I guess for other people looking in they might be like oh that's so lazy they didn't do anything with their weekend and that I do think about um but also I keep in the front of my mind our goals and you know Mm. I love a weekend at the beach I love a weekend doing a nature walk and it's important to me that I stick to that rather than um, care about what people think. Absolutely, yeah. um, and, you know, we try and keep that balance between still achieving achieving our goals, but also, you know, realising that... Aligning them with your values almost. Absolutely, like realising that we're still young and, you know, we, we have other goals as well rather than mm. just career aspirations. Yeah. I think there's a there's, it's so toxic that in our society that someone who's seen maybe not to be climbing the career ladder is seen to be lazy and I hate that that's like comes into your mind for a second it's so great that you can quickly align yourself to be with your values um when you're saying that Laura it's almost I might be putting words into your mouth but you're almost like saying you're all about trying to live like a more quality based life rather than quantitative would that be right Spot on, Kathleen. Oh. Spot on. Oh, it's yeah. this coffee. Absolutely. Sponsored by Makona. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Don't come for us, Makona. <laughs> Sorry, Makona. But also Makona like, would love a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I honestly think you're spot on. I guess, you know, in saying all of that, I don't want to um, minimise anybody else's busy lifestyle. We talked about it a lot um, over this weekend that we've been away together um, in the beautiful Cook's Beach and we... You know, we talked about how people need that busy lifestyle um, and need that hustle culture. And I don't, personally, Mm. and that's what I try and run away from as much as possible. Mm. And I would encourage everybody else to do that too. But, um, 
you know, that's just because that's my view. But I understand that, you know, people love that hustle culture and they mm. love um, those action-packed days. Mm. And that is good for their well-being and good for their future. Um, so, yeah, I would never want to make someone feel less for not um, living a slow life. But for me, I think it's just the most important thing to stick to what your values are and what you what you see for your future. I think it's way more socially acceptable to live the other side, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think mm, people I agree. in society are way more like, oh, you're, you know, you're always doing stuff that's so cool. Look at you. Do everything every day. So I think as much as we obviously don't want those people to feel that this, this episode is like <laughs> shitting on them um i think it is cool to give a voice to the other side and be like it's Definitely. also equally cool to just slow down a bit i'd be really interested to know did you know about the slow movement before you decided this is this something that you'd actively looked into and then decided to pursue or was it a you know serendipitous falling into can i also just add to erin's question because Erin remembers you moving to the mount and being jealous. I never remember you actively saying out loud, like, we're moving for the slow life. I think that you've been able to define it more as you've actually gone through the process as well. Yeah, 100%. I I think that a move for us um, caused our slow life yeah. living. And I mean, our life is not as, as slow as it sounds, <laughs> but... <laughs> We're still busy. We're still doing she things. She drives 10Ks everywhere. <laughs> it takes me four minutes to get to work. Oh, no. Um, look, I actually think my... I love a slow life, and I always have. Growing up um, in Whangaparoa, we, you know, we were busy, but it probably was more um, akin to what we're doing now in Papamoa in terms of, like, you know, spending our weekends at the beach or going on bushwalks or... Um, baking or cooking and doing things we love, um, socialising with a small group of friends, all that kind, of, all that kind of stuff. But um, I think moving in those teenage years for me, moving into the city, I just lost all of that. Yeah. So I think kind of the move to Papamoa um, kind of made me go back to my roots a little bit and realise, yeah, like a reset. And I realised I miss the nature. I miss going camping. Mm. I miss you know, being able to just at the drop of the hat go and be where I want to be without having events booked in and mm. thinking that you're going to let people down. Mm. There's a lot of guilt around that. I think, you know, when people ask you um, how your weekend's been and you're and you're, um, you say, oh, I've done nothing. <laughs> I've done nothing with my weekend. Just chilled. You kind of feel guilty if they're telling you how busy they are, um, and that's something we've had to move past. And, you know, realize that they're actually, they're feeling a little bit jealous of your quiet weekend. And they're always like, oh my gosh, you should just, um, I wish we were doing that. And I wish we had a quiet weekend, but we're so mad busy. Yeah. So that's a bit strange for us. And I think I would just be like, come on a bushwalk, (laughs) come to the beach and read. Um, Yeah. So So kind of what you're saying is that you didn't necessarily know about this movement, but it's kind of been embedded in your values your whole life. And moving was that that reset yeah yeah 100 percent. i think doing that um has made me look into slow living a bit more and learn about it mm. um and actually care about it i'm mm. actively looking into slow living i'm actively um integrating it into my life through through random different things i don't know gardening and um, doing things around the house and all that kind of stuff so i think 
God, I sound like a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with God, that. No judgment here. Making bread. <laughs> so I guess uh, we keep talking about slow living and the slow movement, but our listeners might not yeah, necessarily what know what that is. So, you know, you know me. I did some research. Um, and straight off the Wikipedia page, the slow movement, which is um, what it's sort of typically termed as, is... Uh, it's a cultural shift towards slowing down life's pace and it began with this guy called Carlo Petrini Petrini Um, and basically a McDonald's restaurant opened in Rome and this guy Carlo was like no this is not the Roman values this doesn't align with how we like to see food we don't believe that food should be eaten quickly on the go and take two Mm. minutes to be cooked so we are basically against fast food and it started in 1986 and it sparked the creation of the slow food movement which was like this movement away from fast food and taking the time to prepare food and and eating it with your family and enjoying the meal and things like that and over time it has transitioned through into slow living so in his own words Carlo says that slow living is a cultural revolution against the notion that faster is always better. Mm. The slow philosophy is not about doing everything at snail's pace. It's about seeking to do everything at the right speed, savoring the hours and minutes rather than just counting them, doing everything as well as possible instead of as fast as possible. It's about quality over quantity and everything from work to food to parenting. And I think you may be listening to this podcast and thinking, you know, I love building my career and I love seeing my friends and playing social netball and going to quiz nights and doing all these other things. But I think most people can probably relate to that sentiment, at least in a little in a little bit, you Absolutely. know? I, honestly, I think that's actually a really nice sentence to live by, isn't it? To give, oh, yeah. To live your life, like, with your values that are um, important to you and with passion. And you know what? I think a lot of people don't actually sit down and figure out what their values are. I mm. think we kind of breeze through life quite quickly and we're shuttled from mm. high school to uni or to your job or whatever and then we're just living this fast-paced life the whole way through and people don't often get the chance to sit down and be like actually no I value this time with my family or I value building my career or I value gaining money or I mm. value not gaining money and working a slower-paced job and that I guess the truth is that all of those things are fine Absolutely. all of those values there's nothing wrong with any of them but I guess the slow movement is kind of encouraging the idea that you identify what your values are and then align your life with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think we kind of talked about that last night when we were figuring out if we're a fast-paced person or if we're in the slow lane. Hmm. Um, and, you know, like for example, you might be someone that is an active relaxer. Um, and if you actually kind of think about that, if you if you pull it to pieces it just goes back to if, if you if it's what your values are then that's great you're you're kind of you're part of the, the slow movement yeah I guess because I actually find this concept quite tricky to hold in my head and the way that I sit with it now is that I feel like fast-paced living is when you feel rushed yes like when you feel like you've got too much on or yep. that you're going to burn out and I think that's something that you've picked up Lou Whereas slow-paced living, in my mind, is when you actually take the time to do the things that you want to do. So even though that may be building a boat, that might be your active Mm. rest and that might look busy to someone else. If that's how you sort of decompress after a long week or whatever, then that is slow-paced living. Yeah, and for me it's definitely like having your, your values 
and then your life to work around those mm. values like you know i'm still building my career mm. but when there is a new career opportunity or there is something that i can um where i want to put in time to my career i'm actively thinking well is that going to take time from my values mm. of trying to live slowly or live in nature and live um you know with my family in focus so i'm actively thinking is that going to steal time where do i want to put my time i want my life to work around me and my values mm-hmm. not me to be like a slave to like doing lots of things yeah. and working for my life yeah. i don't know it, it also means sense. that you can put more time towards the things that you're yeah. really yeah. interested in eh? so mm-hmm. you're talking about it stealing time but I think it's more, I mean, I'm putting words in your mouth again, sorry. But it's more that you can redirect time towards mm. the things that are the most important to you. So if it was a promotion at work, you can allocate that differently rather than spreading it so thin. Yeah, and it does happen naturally as well. Like, you know if you want something. So it's just about following that gut feeling and mm. knowing where you want to put that time and, and what you value and making those values really a forefront of your life. Um, you know, you might value that hustle culture and that's great. Um, but for me, it's this slow life has benefited me in so many ways. Um, you know, I, I think that I am less anxious. I am less rushed. Mm. I feel like I know myself better and I can make decisions based on what I want rather than what I feel like I should have to do. Uh, and that's been a long, long process. So I think, you know, it's slow living, so it's going to take time. It's funny, isn't it? And I know we've called this episode like living life in the slow lane and it's called the slow movement, but I feel like saying slow actually does it an injustice to what it really is, which is more about living life based around what you want to do and your values rather than um, just going day to day. Getting swept up almost. Uh... Yeah, and what is life. And I think that you've made a really good point in that you've moved away from that metaphorically and physically because often you can just get swept up and stuck in that place when you're living in a big city. Like I, That's why I love getting out of Auckland because I, I, it's a weird way to define it, but I find it humbling <laughs> to be like, oh, there's more to life than just this, this little but, world that I'm living in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, I mean, it's also about actively saying no to things as well, mm. which can be really hard because... We all want to say, we all want to say yes to things. We all want to say, yep, I'll be there. And we're also conditioned we to are. wanting oh, to say mm-hmm. that too. We yeah. are. And it feels, um, you know, you can feel guilty if you're not going to, if you're not going to be able to make something or you, you feel like your time's going to be too stretched. And um, in Auckland, that was definitely one to just be like, yep, I'll be there and try and beat all, all these different places at once and, and spread myself really thin. Um, but it is about actively saying no and um, both Tim, my husband and I actively now say no to things and say actually um, you know this can be really hard to do but we say no sorry we've had a really busy week we're actually just going to have a chill one Mm -hmm. Um, and that chill one yeah would be going to the beach for us or going for a swim but it's where we spend our time together and you know, people might be a little bit annoyed at first, it depends, but I feel like if they were, then, you know, they're not a great friend, they're not a great person to have in your life, and I'm really lucky that my friends haven't done that. I was just going to say that something that I really admire in both you and Tim is that you, yeah, your values are at the forefront of your decisions, and I think that when you do make any decisions in life, I really know that, like, you've thought about it, it's, you're not swept up in anything, that this is exactly what's going to make you happy um, mm, that's nice don't cry oh. 
Not crying. <laughs> so through this process as well, you must have learned to deal with comparison and judgment from other people a little bit, you know, because people will see you being like, no, sorry, I can't come to that thing that you want me to go to, or I can't commit to that extra workload that you're wanting me to commit to. So you must have identified through that process that, you know, judgment and comparison are real, but you yeah. just deal with them. Like, yeah. And tell us the ways, because I feel like a lot of us <laughs> struggle with them. Yeah. I mean, I will be honest, like I probably used to lie and say, I can't come to this because I've got another event or I can't come to this because I'm seeing this person. But I knew I just wanted to like have some relaxing time at home. Mm. Um, and that's what recharges me that time in my home doing whatever I want to do mm. taking the dog for a walk whatever um but I would have used I would be guilty of lying and being like no I'm sorry mm. I'm just so busy I can't make it because I'm too busy mm. um so it is a real adjustment to have to be honest and say actually I just need to recharge um but I've actually found that most people really respect that yeah and most people um in my life anyway realize that that's actually honesty yeah and it's actually something that I actively do um and when other people say that to me I do respect that as well and just know that that's what they need at that time um it is it can be difficult because people do judge the um saying no to things um and they do judge the fact that you know we've moved away um I think you know we've we've had like almost worked through a process of where we've left everybody really really important in our life and we've moved and we've just it's taken a long time but we have started to form a life in Papamoa and now we kind of have to merge the two Mm. so there is for me I feel like there is some judgment in a broader sense of like making that decision yeah but it's again part of what part of what we're doing and part of what um, we've discussed as a as husband and wife is that that's our goals and that's where we're going and you know sometimes you do need to stick up for that and be honest mm. about what you need and yeah for me that's just actually being straight up and saying hey I actually can't um, come to this party um, because I'm either busy at something else that I value a little bit more or um that I just need that time to relax. We have such busy weeks at work. We have such busy weeks um, playing sport and doing things like that. Um, that the things that we love to do and we choose to do. So sometimes we need that weekend to recharge and you know come back to our slow life. Mm. Um, and we need that. So being honest about that is definitely my top tip. It's hard and there's no answer to it. But actually saying, hey, I just need to recharge. I need a chill weekend at home. And that doesn't mean that you're just lying on the couch watching Netflix. It can mean that you're doing... But also if that's what you want, that's that's fine. 100%. Mm. Um, I was reading this thing about um, Apple Watches, just in case you guys wanted to know. Um, Give us the facts. Yeah, it was from Instagram, you know, the holder of all the truth. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it was saying how Apple Watches are like, um, you know, basically it was a a girl. I'm sorry, I can't remember um, her handle um so credit to her um but it was basically saying that apple watches are um you know they're holding you to such a high expectation Mm. Um, yeah i've heard this about fitbits as well yeah yeah and it it did say that they were fostering dependence on doing um 
being active. Mm. So when you just mention like sometimes it's okay to just Netflix and chill. Yeah. Oh no, like, I've totally been because I have an Apple Watch and I've totally been like sat on the couch watching a movie after like a really hectic day or whatever and then my watch is like it's time to stand up and I'm like fuck off Apple Watch yeah (laughs) I was basically saying that that's just adding you know those kind of um cues like cues are adding to that hustle culture and and people don't want to take it off because it's like that's the you know it's trying to tell you the acceptable level of of um rushing basically And yeah, she was very anti Apple Watches, and I I resonate with that because no, I appreciate that, yeah. although I love to be active, love to be out, like sometimes it is. You health- can do it on your own terms. Yeah, eh? <laughs> sometimes it's healthy for you, and it's what you need just to, you know, lie quietly and read or bake or do whatever you whatever fills your cup. Hundred percent. It's like the watches. Um, will measure your steps or like your heart yeah. but it's not measuring the stress that you encountered at work today or the emotions that you're feeling for the yeah. day and then you're panicking if you don't get your 10k oh my god honestly so many times <laughs> it's like time to get moving and stretch and i'm like fuck off yeah do you say that do you watch do you, oh do absolutely you watch? yeah yeah i'm not wearing Aaron's right definitely now. been guilty of a little 6 a.m workout or a 6 p.m running around the table oh, i've heard you and things <laughs> like you know yeah doing tiktoks to try and close your rings not you not a TikToker, but appreciate that some people are. Yeah, I think um, it is it is tricky because normal life now is so built around all of these cues that are meant to make you busy and active. Even like advertising, you know, all of those sort of things. And I personally often feel that I'm like on a hamster wheel with mm-hmm. my life. I feel that I've always, and you know what, a lot of that would be with the sort of line of work that I do, but. I, it's also things that I add on that didn't need to be added on. Like, I don't need to play netball on Monday night. I don't need to go to quiz night on Tuesday night. I don't need to mentor a student on Wednesday night. You know what I mean? Like, I feel mm. like I've constantly got something on. And then on the weekend, there'll be something on a Saturday. And then on Sunday, I'm like dead. Like, I just cannot function. And the older that I've gotten, and probably watching you move through this process as well, Laura... I've realized that I'm definitely someone who's probably more aligned with slow living that's masquerading as someone who has to live in this hustle culture. So this will be an interesting progress or process for me is sort of taking what you've learned and seeing if I can apply that to my life a little bit more and just slowing down the things that I don't value anymore. Definitely. And I think a a space is the space that you do that in can impact that. But also, if you're tied to Auckland like you are, then you can definitely do that from mm. home as well. Um, for, for us, it was just doing it for one or two days a week at yeah. first. And then it's kind of like um, spread through our whole week and our whole life. So it's not too late to get into the slow life. And I think last week too, we talked about value-based spending too. And mm. it's very similar. It's just making sure that the decisions or the actions that you're making with your spending, but also with your life are aligned to your values and that was something in last week's episode that I said that I would like to focus more on and I think that um I think it's always good to just always reevaluate your values too isn't it because they can change um with things that are going on so or even just try to recognize what they are I feel like so many people Mm. myself included just wouldn't even think like what what do I actually value in life because we're conditioned to think that it's money or mm. popularity or fame, but it's mm. often like time and freedom mm. and, you know, respect or whatever these other things are. So, yeah, interesting. And also knowing that those can change at any time as well. Yeah, true. Um, and knowing that, you know, if 
if calm is what you need and or patience or, or money, then um, you know, for your values to merge or mold and to what you actually need them as well. So it's it's you making your values so you can decide how how you want them to work and what you need when you need them. Um, you know, for us we've got our current values, but those might change when we're in different life stages mm. or um, needing different things or aspiring to do different things. Mm. I think what you said is a really valid point, Laura. You, you, you know, was explaining that a value could be um, having calm. And I think often we're conditioned to think that values are more things or, you bigger. know, they're not emotions. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Bigger than or they feelings. seem. Yeah. But um, I think that feelings are pretty big. <laughs> in the you know in the big picture yeah and I think I think for myself um you know I've gone through a process dealing with anxiety and dealing with um stress and I think over the last few years I've really made a focus on that Mm. so the feeling of calm is what I always aspire to um and I definitely am still on a learning process for Mm. that but I'm actively trying to integrate that into all parts of my life I don't I don't ever want to feel stressed I still do because <laughs> that's the nature of life but I want to at least know that when I do feel stressed that I can have tools to to calm me and to get you know to get back to that value of being calm being patient you know having that quiet time yeah for sure yeah so if you're listening to this and you're thinking actually I want a slower paced life or I kind of want to be part of this slow movement what sort of advice would you give to people that are starting that journey? Oh, um, I'm no, I'm no boss of this. Like it's still a process, <laughs> but I think first of all, you know, from what we've talked about, it's it's finding your own values and finding what you actually really want from your life. And it doesn't have to be, you know, what you want in ten years. It's just what you want now, mm-hmm. what you want in a year's time. Um, finding those values, finding what, you know, maybe one thing that can help you achieve that value if it's calm for me that's going to the beach and reading and having a little nap I don't know (laughs) but um for you what is it is it I don't know so find your value and then really find at least one activity that can actually achieve that that. Yeah, yeah and bring that into your life so that you know that if you need that one thing here's one thing I can do to get it whether it's yoga or whatever um other than that Turn down the noise. <laughs> um, you know, this is a hard one to do, but turn off your notifications, delete social media apps, um, say no to an mm. event if you don't want to go. If you actually don't want to go to something and you are busy or you just don't want to, be brave and just say no. You can even lie about it for the first few times if you want. You've got extra tips on that. Hello, Laura. <laughs> So this is almost like your call to action, I guess. Like if you actually listen to this episode and you're like, yep, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Those are some things you can actually do right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turn off the apps. Start turning down the noise. Cool. I like hey, that. Thanks so much for being so open about your lifestyle choices. Because like you said, I think there is a lot of shame around like slow living. But I definitely don't think there should be any kind of stigma around that oh thanks so much for having me it's so nice to sit around have a cup of coffee with your besties and finally made it on the potty (laughs) 
um, as per um, the, our other episodes, um, send Erin nudes and uh, Namahi. 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 <laughs>